0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh,
1: oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. It's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangee Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangey
1: Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangee, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. I heartily endorse this event or product.
0: Ahoy, ahoy, everybody. Welcome to Talk to the Audience, where this is always death. I am one of your hosts, the wearer of shoes that parody sensationalistic news articles from the 90s, Bob Mackey, who is here with you today, as always. It's Henry Gilbert, a lover of our wonderful audience that sometimes even makes
1: headlines.
0: Very true. And in case you aren't aware or don't remember, this is our community podcast, On this podcast, we talk about what's happening in The Simpsons world and in our world, and then we respond to your questions and comments from the last month of our episodes on Patreon. And it is another slow news month as uh, Season 34 is grinding to a halt. (laughs) Yes, uh, Or it will next month.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, they took kind of april off the entire month so it's been slow on new seasons there hasn't been a and i mean we went through all of the renewal talk last month so that's done there's no news of a new uh disney plus special though i'm sure the short will be coming uh shortly but fortunately you know we do have uh, some wonderful fans who they make the news this month. So. Yes, we're <laughs> yeah. out there making
0: news when The Simpsons can't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're recording this the day that uh, Family Feud comes out. That's the season 34 episode. So we'll talk about that next time along with a bunch of other new episodes because there's going to be three more, I think, in May.
1: Yes, yeah, and I think up to the season finale. So, yeah, yeah but I'm looking forward to tonight's episode because, yeah, it's co-show run by... Uh, I'd say one of the friendliest friends of the show that is currently on the staff, Carolyn Amine, Mm -hmm. who has been so nice to us, giving us, I've asked her a couple times, just not even just doing the interview, but like, Hey, can you be on the record? Have a statement about this, like so. Uh, and it's, it's written by Bernie Gupta, one of the younger people writing for the show, who is a good Twitterer. So, uh, do, do those good tweets make for a good episode?
0: We we shall see. We're gonna find out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some other news. Uh, so, right before settling their lawsuit with uh, Dominion, Fox was planning to use scenes from The Simpsons in their defense. Uh, I don't want to go into the entire thing. Dominion, the voting machine manufacturer, was suing fox for spreading misinformation about their company and their products uh it never went to trial fox settled out of court for uh 787 million dollars uh 0. 5, 0. 0.5 yeah it's i think that is
1: exactly half of what they were being sued over which was 1.6 billion in damages so yeah it, uh, the fox It it was really unfortunate because i thought that would be the big headline news like because Uh, what happened was that it was the day of the trial it was about to begin and so the public gets to see the list of like evidence that will be presented that's one of the aspects of american trials and listed in it were four scenes about uh, from the simpsons this was fox using it in their defense for some reason four scenes from the simpsons starting with a 2008 uh treehouse gag of homer trying to vote for obama and the voting machine switches it to mccain Mm -hmm. and then there were several others i'm sure you guys remember oh homer voted for putin what like in a 2016 one that was
0: on there too they couldn't include the 2020 short because it was so toothless it didn't say anything (laughs) it
1: didn't even you're right yeah it was just about uh homer had a mask on voting basically and and it was just lisa guilting him into voting but yeah so i wonder if the fox's stance was going to be like we made fun of voting machines then, like in uh, stuff from 2008 on Fox programming. Dominion didn't sue us over that, but...
0: Yeah, I, th- I think they planned on doing an Alex Jones-style defense in which, no, we were playing characters, but then it's hard to claim that when you have a news anchor with the word news under him talking about a specific company <laughs> and spreading lies. You know what I call it? I call it phone news, yeah, and oh, I put that in my NPR-style newsletter. That's so clever, but Yeah, thank your, you, thank you. You're first to think of that, yeah. I uh, Fair and <laughs> balance. I don't think so, everybody.
1: <laughs> I... it is it was disappointing though that it didn't like bankrupt fox news like i mean that's a lot of money yeah no one will even if you're as rich as rupert (laughs) murdoch no one would say that's not a lot of money you know it's
0: less diamond studded disposable diapers for him in his old age
1: (laughs) but instead i think there were some liberals on twitter who one were upset that part of the deal was that they did not have to apologize like they did have to apologize in like a press release they put out but some were hoping to at least see Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and the like on camera have to say they lied, and that was not part of the settlement. Mm. Like, no, no anchor had to say it. And of course, you know, 1.6 billion maybe would have uh, seriously damaged the the Fox broadcasting world. One 7.875. Not doesn't help. Doesn't help. But no. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I like. I don't know how much they're worth, but I, I assume it'll affect the people who aren't responsible at the network. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, oh yeah, but you know what? They, I don't feel too bad for a Fox News employee. They, they know what they're doing. But I do. I am a little sad that it will never be a part of an actual. Official court documents, clips from The Simpsons. Yeah. That's too
0: bad. It stinks. Yeah, but yes, man. there was a stolen election. It wasn't 2016. It wasn't 2020. It was the year 2000. We all lived through it. <laughs> yes. Never forget that. It actually happened.
1: <laughs> Done by the, the father of, lover of democracy, uh, Lynn Cheney. He,
0: yeah. He did it. I The Supreme Court all put on their hamburger masks and made George <laughs> W. Bush president.
1: <laughs> That's so... It, it, and again, now, I, I just had to see another fucking tweet from, said by somebody saying like oh you know here's bob costas he's speaking sense and it's just him on a uh interview saying the republican party used to be good now it's the clown car showing up and he's seated next to jonah goldberg who's like a piece of shit Mm -hmm. like a guy made fun of on our friend Chapo trap house a million times and he's like jonah goldberg he quit fox news because he sees that it's like shut up bob costas like you're a nerd go away yeah (laughs)
0: was he the one who was traded for oswald
1: no no that was uh from downtown the the Marv Albert, I think it was. I
0: don't think it was Marv Albert at all. He no. was he was uh uh canceled basically.
1: And let's see here. All right, uh, uh I, I gotta look this up.
0: So sorry, no, not Marv Albert. It was Al Michaels. All these guys are the same Al to me. Michaels, yes, they're yeah. all the same.
1: <laughs> I don't know who the, these people are.
0: Yeah. Anyhow, big news this month that uh that we helped spawn, although someone else did all the work, because when we covered the auto show. We got to that line in which Homer's tinnitus covered up Marge's dialogue, and that's the joke. But Marge is saying something underneath the tinnitus, and on the commentary for that episode, they're like, Oh, this is really funny. and took a long time to write, and we it's totally buried in the mix, and no one could hear it. And we put it out there. One of our talented audio engineer listeners, please try to find a way to recover this. And somebody actually did, and it made headlines all across the globe. Everybody was reporting on this, but it's all thanks to our listener, I'm going to say their name is Uzi Rayburn. It's E-W-Z-Z-Y. That's how you spell the first name or the hacker alias, if you will. So (laughs) Uzi Rayburn uh, did all the work, made a video about it, and it is so great, all the amount of work that they did to recover the line. And, you know, if I play the clip without you seeing the subtitles, you won't understand it still. You still need subtitles to kind of make a little more sense of it. So what Marge says is, well, all right, but make sure they don't pick up any of the band's attitude towards women, liquor, religion politics really anything
1: <laughs> it's, such, it's such a great line yeah. it's such a funny line that the way march was like really anything like and then it makes it even funnier that homer goes like yeah yeah i hear you but that uh, i uh, that uzi uh, rayburn did that within Twelve hours like tops because the that episode still isn't on the free feed of us asking yeah. about it. It was fo- posted on Patreon. And the next morning, Rayburn had posted it. So that was so great. And then it instantly like you and me were some of the first to retweet it because they uh the the user was very nice to at me and you in a reply to let us know that they did it and so we were quick to retweet it and then it just exploded everybody's talking about it like some of my favorite tweets were saying this is like when a lost passage of the Bible is found, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and
0: I was surprised that nobody had done it before. I, I assume somebody had, but it turns out no one had, because I think like someone would have dug up an old Reddit post or an old news group post saying, I actually discovered this 20 years ago. But no, Yuzi uh, Rayburn, as far as I know, was the first one to do it. And hey, thank you so much. You get our, uh, our, Pat- our Patreon pick of the week.
1: Yeah, you're one of our superstar listeners. We appreciate that. And uh, so many people then end up sharing back with you or me News stories about this tweet from like a few days after, like guys, did you see this? And it's like, hey, we did this uh, sort of. <laughs> With an we f- suggested <laughs> it, and someone did all the work. Yeah, but
0: still, link to the Patreon. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. trying to make a living here. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you, Uzi Rayburn. uh we, Yeah, like you said, Henry, it's like discovering the Dead Sea Scrolls of the Simpsons or whatever, just like new passages.
1: Oh yeah, and there was one other cool thing uh, Rayburn did, not just uh, highlighting that audio, but as well. Uh, oh, and also, like, Al Jean retweeted it, too, like, uh, but also that Rayburn found the a couple other uh, audio versions like French and Spanish of Simpsons and see how they treated it, and it was a little more audible, and then someone shared with him the, I believe it was the Brazilian Portuguese dub of uh, Simpsons, and Marge's lines are just straight there, the words, and there's no, it seems like the localization people in in brazil didn't get the tinnitus joke and so there's no sound over it she just says the line out loud so
0: i, I think in one of the dubs she says the line backwards
1: oh okay but yeah. it is
0: interesting hearing how all the other audio people had to find a way to do the tinnitus sound they're all doing it in a different way because they don't have the same assets as mm-hmm. the simpsons audio people do
1: yeah it was uh we we learned so much from it so yeah, yeah. Th- thank you rayburn for spreading the new and it gave the simpsons News of uh, clickbait industrial complex. So many posts. Like when I was look every month before we prepare these, I look for new Simpsons news on Google, and the first page was mostly news stories on uh, their tweet. Mm-hmm. So yep, good
0: good job. Yes, a uh, very very gratifying to finally know what she's saying there. Uh, other news items there's more things to buy everybody hooray because the well not this item because it's sold out already but the retro clothing brand uh made and sold assassin's shoes the ones from bart's dog gets enough in season two the ones flanders is wearing uh but they're already sold out after being priced at 180 dollars but in the '91 app, they were 125 dollars. With inflation, probably like 400 dollars. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I guess that's a steal compared to 125 in 1991. But yeah, they
0: they recreated everything for it except for the price tag. They went they yeah. went up on that. But like <laughs> I said in my intro up front, it is funny that yes, a you're wearing uh, an item from the show, but b it's also a parody of sensationalistic news articles about they're killing each other for shoes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's a, it's it's a real dark joke. The Assassin. maybe you'll
0: get killed for your assassins.
1: <laughs> they even. I mean if they're that rare maybe the and they even have the Homer nameplate on the back seat. You're wearing mm. Homer's uh, pair that get destroyed instead of uh, Ned's
0: pair. So uh, I know Henry won't be buying these because I'm looking over at Henry's shoe rack. I believe <laughs> there's at least six pairs of Simpson shoes on your mm. on your rack.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's not, that's not, a, that's not a joke, folks. That's not One, the full collection either. Uh, yeah, actually, I guess it's more <laughs> like eight. But, uh, I mean, I have my Mr. Plow shoes just for special occasions. And I do have my El Barto Adidas, but... You know, it's white shoes. Uh, Honestly, when I walk with them too much, when I took them on my like, you know, my morning six ish mile walk, they actually did like uh, I had a little blood on the back of my Achilles tendon
0: like they rub up on my foot wrong. So you need you need higher socks.
1: Oh, is that okay? Get some tube socks. (laughs) But no, I will not be buying these Assassin's brand ones. I wish that Adidas would just put back into print. The ones they did because I am an Adidas guy. Or sorry, not Adidas. I mean Vans. I wish they'd put Vans ones back into print because I am a Vans guy who enjoys his uh, slip-on Vans. Though of course, once I'm living in Seattle. Uh, I really am not going to be able to wear those as much because they're not really made for rainy weather. No,
0: you'll have to kiss them goodbye. Yeah, I think they're also made for much younger men who uh, don't have uh, joint problems like we're going to have <laughs> soon. Well,
1: I also, of course, I spent $40 on a pair of Vans and then $20 on foot inserts for the Vans mm. to uh, support my arches better. So that's uh, that is... That is how I still can walk around with vans without constant foot pain. You know, I had to give
0: them up, uh, like Converse All Stars, maybe five or six years ago. I just they couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore.
1: No, I, I hear you. That is why I gave up Con- Converse All Stars as well. Yeah, that. No, and I mean, I bought actual good walking shoes that I. Uh, do for my morning walks i i only only for my normal walking around do i put on vans these days yeah
0: so this uh new story is just to taunt all of you because (laughs) you'll never have them Uh, (laughs) only the most famous rappers have them i bet
1: i I mean of course there's the very hyperinflated sneaker market online Uh, you're going to be paying i wonder Will you pay double that? Will you pay three sixty for an assassin's uh, on on the secondary market?
0: I'm glad I only view shoes as practical things that are there to make me comfortable. These sneaker people scare me. <laughs> it is a scary world. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have more toys, folks. These are Super Seven toys, correct? Yes,
1: it's the next wave of the Super Seven super fancy uh simpsons uh toys
0: they've been making and with all the new toys by super seven and i guess NECA is making them too are they making toys as well NECA
1: has their own one but yeah yeah, uh, honestly super seven is a class unto itself but between
0: the two groups of toys they've never sold toys of female characters yet right
1: uh, definitely of this style, yeah. I can't think of a. There's definitely not been a woman in the Ultimate Collection in yeah. all previous four waves. I yes. don't think so, yeah. but this
0: is the first time because in this new line for Super Seven, you're going to get Lisa with Malibu, Stacy, and Snowball Two. There's Marge with Maggie in a grocery bag, and of course, uh, Grinskeeper. Excuse me, Groundskeeper Willie.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> though with just a shovel, uh, though. So this leaked through. Uh, it's like the cover story to a toy news thing. Uh, that uh, that hasn't fully come out so they haven't shown every at the time of this recording they haven't shown every accessory that's going to come with it and part of the fun of those ultimate collection ones is the accessories you know of course we all love having a poochie toy but it makes it even better that he comes with you know his guitar and multiple heads and different hands that can uh, you know save a peace out home slice or whatever yeah so uh or bart would come with like a a comic book so lisa coming with i mean there's also something funny to me that my favorite of them so far what i've seen lisa has a malibu stacy meaning she is a toy with a toy i always like that Mm -hmm. so it it looks if i were to buy one of them (laughs) i guess great uh greenskeeper willie i'd be i'd be buying him
0: So our final bit of news is an astounding prediction by Hank Azaria himself, uh, a psychic man, as we all know him. And he claims he can see The Simpsons going on for at least 40 seasons. Uh, Here is his quote. Uh, This is a People magazine interview. Hank Azaria says, you know, we're doing seasons 35 and 36. I guess that it would probably go to 40. It seems to be doing well. Uh, (laughs) And then he added, uh, people still enjoy making it. They seem to want the show. So I imagine we keep going. The voices don't really age. So we can keep doing it. And the animation doesn't age. The animation does get better and quicker. Uh, Disagree on a few counts there, Hank. But uh, (laughs) I will say you might be done with the show by season 40, but the show's not done with your characters. I can guarantee you that, pal. They've got the Azaria bot ready and going.
1: I mean, uh, already we see that uh, the manipulation of old voice clips, what they can do five six years from now like yeah azaria won't need to do anything really if he doesn't want to they they own every piece of him but uh yeah it's azaria has to do all of these you know he does more quotes than most because he's often promoting a non-simpsons thing and so he, he gets asked about stuff like this i i also did see a fun clip of azaria in my feed uh and it's because the comedian Hari Kondabalu, he has a new uh comedy special out that's for free on YouTube. It's called Vacation Baby. And Hank Azaria is promoting it, and it's just him talking to camera saying, Hari Kondabalu is such a great uh performer, comedian. Everybody should watch his special. Hmm. I want everybody to and then he looks off camera and goes is that good? And then Harry goes, that's great. Thank you. And then Hank says, I pretty much had to do that, didn't I? And then he's like, yep. Hari responds to him like, you t- you did have to do that. I'm glad that so. was his
0: public penance. Yeah. Now, this stat makes me happy. Uh, it makes me happy we're doing this show. Because when we started this show, for the first, God, let's say, five years? No, three three or four years of talking Simpsons there was no easily available Simpsons you had to have the DVDs until Disney plus started and what was that 2019? Yeah, 2019 yeah 2019 yeah 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 so there were like four years of our show where you had to pirate the episodes download them on iTunes already on the DVDs but it's been readily available for over three years now and it is the most streamed uh, thing on Disney plus by far like Mandalorian it's nothing compared to this Loki go to hell
1: <laughs> it's the, it pops up and then it's down Simpsons always big
0: I don't even know what renovations is but it's uh, it's beating the pants off of that is that a jeremy renner style show? oh yeah
1: that's right it's a jeremy renner like reality show where he like builds if you if you stay in the marvel fold after your contract's up uh, a lot of them make deals for like oh and you also have to do like a my dumb reality show idea so Uh, the two i can think of is renovations and chris hemsworth have like some travel exercise show where he's like look at me traveling the world (laughs) and climbing mountains and also doing sit-ups right upside down
0: great uh yeah apparently the stat is uh from this cracked article about the quote uh take the average a series demand and multiply it by 52.75 that's how much popular the simpsons is compared to everything else on the network apparently wow that
1: i mean that is wild because the simpsons you know when when we started at iron remember one on uh, talking Simpsons there was a tweet from Bill Oakley, I think it was where he was saying, my kids don't know Simpsons enough because uh, you know they either have to have the DVDs or uh, you know there was if you had a cable account and then signed up for FX and then signed into your cable on your computer, you could watch with unskippable ads The Simpsons but you couldn't it wasn't direct to TV box thing it was so much work to watch Simpsons World
0: The Dark Ages really and yeah I like in the early years of the show we would we would say like oh we're only going to do up to seasons nine or ten or whatever and part of that was because we were stupid (laughs) the other part of it was I think we all assume nobody has those DVDs so who what will our audience be but now everyone has access to everything and it makes our show so much easier to do and so much easier to be a listener to
1: I mean in about Uh, 10 years we will hit the wall of i'm projecting it takes two years for every season we do now since we double them up and so by the time we hit season 19 it'll be 10 years from now and that's the last season with commentary and i really hope they figure out their commentary <laughs> thing again by then. I mean, look, we can do research. Yeah. Our, as you listeners know, we start with the commentaries and then dig deeper from there.
0: They better record new commentaries before I'm 51.
1: <laughs> and they're 68. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, the clock's ticking, guys. We need those season 20 commentaries at least at least do the season 20 commentaries now they can look back on him and then be like hey remember how hard this was doing this at the same time as the movie i just want to hear those stories i
0: think they're in the fx vaults I, I i know there's they've said on the record we've recorded more commentaries yeah this uh you know on that potential someday al jean interview that's when We got
1: to ask him or Matt Selman. Either of those two guys. uh, Hey, just
0: leak them to us. We'll release them. Exactly. We'll make a lot of money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And a little kickback for you guys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Let's move on to news about us and talk about our schedules. So our What a Cartoon episode for May is a Patreon pick. Our top tier Patreon, Andrew. Uh, He is on the show and he picked the American Dad episode, Gold Top Nuts, a very wild episode of American Dad from its 19th season. That's right season 19 it just aired like in October and it's great
1: it was such a great episode that was such a great pick by Andrew like we've talked about how American Dad when we first did the podcast about it five years ago or almost five years ago we talked about how it became such a weird and different show from the Seth MacFarlane machine and now it's even better and I couldn't believe how good they still are at season Nineteen, like this long, in over three hundred goddamn episodes of American Dad, mm-hmm. it's crazy.
0: And that's on Hulu for you, American folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the UK, I don't know. Uh, ask the Queen <laughs> uh, or the
1: King. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't ask the Queen nothing
0: now. Consult yeah. her grave. <laughs> she'll she'll give you an answer. So for five dollar nut patrons, we have of course talking Futurama and talking of the Hill in May. uh Talking Futurama, a long-awaited episode from all of you, I assume. Jurassic Park we're finally covering that uh we recorded it not too long ago and my opinion has changed a bit but I'm still a little down on it so maybe uh Henry what are you what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah no I mean it's especially because luck of the fry Rish really got me Mm -hmm. like it the the emotional episodes there's ones that hit heavier for me and of course when I dug back into the follow-ups they did to Jurassic Park in prep for this episode it actually made me like Jurassic Park less because I was reminded like oh yeah they ruined the ending of this with future episodes like so bugs me more actually Mm. now but we certainly had a lot to say
0: yes and our talking in the hills about nine pretty darn angry men in which Hank and the boys enter a lawnmower focus group that's actually about Hank and his mother It's a
1: great, great episode about telling off your dad. I love that one. We had a lot
0: of fun. We just recorded that
1: one a couple days ago. Yeah, and it's a
0: great Thanksgiving episode. that has little to do (laughs) with Thanksgiving. And our What a Cartoon Movie for May. So if you're on the $10 level or higher, you'll get to hear this when it goes live. If you're on the $5 level or lower, you'll get to hear the extended free preview for like 45 minutes or an hour. But the subject matter is Toy Story 4. We've been doing kind of one Toy Story movie a year since we began What a Cartoon Movie. And we are moving on to four, and I assume we'll do five when it comes out in like five or six years. Ugh, oh, God, right? Yeah. We'll never do. We'll never do Light Year. I swear.
1: <laughs> we'll, uh, there's
0: oh. no way we can run out of that many movies that we'd have to do Light Year. But I like four more than three. I put off seeing it for the longest time because I thought th- it was pointless. But I, when I saw it a few years ago, I was like, Oh no, this is better than three.
1: Are we gonna do all episodes of Forky Says as well? No, uh, <laughs> no, I can't.
0: <laughs> Although I do like those. I do I, like those. They
1: actually are a little fun. They're they're I I. Like 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 it more than the i only watched a couple of the uh monsters university shorts they did i like the forky ones better but yes we're we're going into forky territory and that's also because uh we previous years we did our summer at disney renaissance we've pretty much covered all the big ones there yes there's still mulan and tarzan we'll get to it we'll get to (laughs) it yeah but but we wanted to get into the pixar world so this is just the beginning because it will post at the figurative start of summer uh it'll memorial day weekend so then the rest of the summer for june july and august are also pixar movies though uh we'll let you guess what those could be Mm -hmm. and we've and we've covered a bunch already so there's not a there's only so many left
0: well we only cover toy story movies for pixar oh that's right Uh, which is funny it's like that we've only covered toy story movies so we're going to start with toy story 4 (laughs) and then we'll do the other ones there's there's a few good pixar movies after that or before that
1: yeah we we have a lot we want to talk
0: about, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, lots of great stuff happening in May. It's going to be a busy month for all of us. And also, I forgot to mention, uh, there's going to be a blog about Batman the Animated Series in May, because there are five Mondays, so look forward to us talking about the pilot episode on Leather Wings, it's the only one I believe in which Batman is allowed to bleed. Yeah, they got
1: away with it on that one, and it's uh it it has a fun commentary where the <laughs> Bruce Tim goes like, "Blood, it's blood." Yeah, they he got to bleed the first episode, and then in the movie for Mask of the Phantasm, they could finally bring the blood back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, uh, I I'm looking forward to that one too. On Leather Wings, a great great first episode.
0: So let's talk about what we've been playing and watching that's not related to the podcast necessarily. A busy month for me because I took a trip uh, in April, and I'll talk more about that later. Uh, I wanted to play a shorter game before Zelda, and instead of taking my heavy Steam Deck or my less heavy Switch with me on a long trip, I took my featherweight new 2DS XL with me on the plane. And it made me realize, like, God, everything I own is so heavy except for this. Why is my bag (laughs) so light? Did I forget something? No, the 2DS is basically weightless. And I wanted to start a fun game And the Mario movie left a bad taste in my mouth, so I started up the 2017 remake of Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and it's unnecessary. They didn't need to remake it, but it's still a very, very good game where they change really nothing about the original. And there's another mode that's kind of fun, too.
1: Well, and there's like a side story about B- Bowser's minions in it, right? Or something? Yeah, it exists
0: wholly yeah. separate from the uh, the core game, but you can switch to it whenever you want. And it's sort of like its own kind of RPG. Uh, that's like a kind of a neat gimmicky idea that wouldn't sustain like a 20-hour game, but I assume there's like five hours worth of content in it. And I've been picking away at that, and it's fun. But... As, as the eShop was uh, shutting down, I
1: bought it, and I've been meaning to play it too, because I, uh, up until the uh about a decade ago i was like the mario and luigi super fan i wrote about it all the time online i think probably if you go to the wiki page for like fawful i'm still a cited (laughs) source on it but i got behind on all the ones i after uh the luigi dream game i kind of didn't play any of the other there's
0: paper jam there's There's uh, Well, then there's only two more, and they're both remakes after that.
1: Yeah, which Bowser's Inside Story is still my all-time favorite of the series, though. I did not play that remake. I'd, I got to give that a shot. But... Well,
0: you're one of 30,000 people that bought it along with me. <laughs> it was not very popular. Yeah, right it, it was their mistake for putting them on 3DS. I love the 3DS, but uh, when the Superstar Saga remake came out, it was fall of 2017. Most people had slam-dunked their 3DSs into a ditch. And then when the Bowser's Inside Story remake came out in 2019, they're like, my my 3ds is in a ditch. I can't get it out of the ditch. I threw it in there two years ago. And then they shut down Alpha Dream, so
1: didn't can't even get like ported to the Switch. I it also felt like there was a real edict from somewhere high up in Nintendo that like paper mario is the console game and mario and luigi's the handheld game and we are leaving mario and luigi in the past mm-hmm. and while paper mario gets to have a new switch game which was uh, origami uh, was
0: pretty good i, I finished it it's a solid B minus that I was getting very tired of by the end I mean after sticker
1: star B minus is pretty <laughs> yes uh,
0: sticker star uh it's color off the splash? scale
1: what the hell was the the card one that came after sticker star uh, it's color from... splash yeah uh,
0: I never played it but I, I own two copies somehow
1: yeah it was uh well and you still have an operational Wii U unless yeah
0: <laughs> do you know do you know if yours is not operational and eh, it's in the closet I bet it could
1: turn on <laughs> but uh, who uh, well, I'll set it up after I move <laughs> mine
0: is hooked up I will never give away my Wii U um, but yeah, that's a really fun game. And just like chipping away at Monster Hunter a bit more, the the, the expansion is very big, and I didn't play that much of it, but it's, it's, it's me killing time until Zelda launches on May 12th.
1: We'll all be crying for the kingdom together. Yes, and
0: I'm muting every Zelda term on Twitter. I can't have anyone spoil it for me. And I know you're all gonna. I yeah. know you're gonna. I've already been spoiled on a few things.
1: Me too. Me too. But just... And look, your thirst posts are cute. I get it, guys. But, you know, maybe I didn't want to know what that character looked
0: like. You can't fuck everything, all right, folks? You got to <laughs> pick your battles.
1: Everybody wants to fuck him. You have to identify every character you want to fuck in. Immediately. Something. Like, yeah. as, soon
0: as, you see the, as soon as you see the preview, you're like, oh, I want to get in that Linkosi or whatever <laughs> people say. <laughs> I know that's what the kids do, yes, right? Yeah,
1: that's what they say. <laughs> I mean, at least after the it took until after the first game came out that people were horny for the Shark Man in it, yeah, or the Shark Lady. There were people horny for both I, of the. Sharks. I think
0: it's like Zoomers aren't having sex and they're just uh, they've got all their waifus, yeah, and husbandos. Yeah. You know, we they're they're prouder of their masturbation than we. <laughs> yes. the, and I'm
1: and you know what I I'm happy for them. <laughs> I,
0: I we we are the ones with the problem. <laughs> yes, I agree. We're keeping it secret. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. Game wise wise uh, movie and tv wise i watched a bunch of movies uh henry and i saw the super mario brothers movie uh we made a retronauts about it uh, i feel like the that audience has a different perspective than the audience on Letterboxd because the Retronauts audience was not happy with our podcast and our negativity. But then I go on Letterboxd and all my friends are giving it like two stars and less. So it's like two different worlds, really. Uh, Yeah, I know. It's like, and I felt like I was the nicest guy about it on it. And
1: I still was like, actually, I got a message from a friend of the show who was just like, hey, good on you for trying to be extra nice about Mario. And I was like, and I still wasn't that nice to it on the Retronauts, but it was like i i am trying to play by the kid glove rules of like well it is for kids and but it's like it could be a better kids movie we're not saying it's a bad it's there are worse movies but and and i will say like the people who animated it worked very hard and did good animation but the story is annoying and incredibly shallow and nobody tries harder than they have to when it comes yeah. to writing jokes in it
0: i yeah. mean a lot of pe- i understand a lot of people were like uh you know my kid liked it and i said you know that's fine but there are not separate ratings for parents and childless adults when it comes to movies <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's a four it's four stars if you have got a kid but if you don't it's about two the, nobody's doing that in newspapers as far as i know and until they start I, I say we we review movies not thinking about what someone smaller next to us thinks of them that's all i'm saying
1: and if that movie had no licensed music in it, I'd give it a one star higher. On I think Letterboxd. so. Yeah, that, I, I'd knock it up to maybe three stars. That was the poison at the center of it. And and yes, the in thumbs up to your your wife Nina, who correctly predicted the the post credits to yes. the every detail, uh, every
0: detail. <laughs> uh, so okay, I saw a ton of movies. You can listen to us talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie for an hour and forty minutes. Uh, r- right now it's on the free feed and I'm sure to get a lot more complaints now that it's on another feed <laughs> uh, but instead of going over every movie I'll go over two that I really recommend so uh, a friend of the show Andrew Jupin recommended this movie on We Hit Movies so I went to see the Willem Dafoe movie Inside it's a very cool movie and to me it's like oh this is a different kind of movie uh, because it is just him for an hour and 45 minutes and the premise is Willem Dafoe is an art thief he breaks into this like high-rise penthouse, this top-of-the-line penthouse to steal art. And he's locked in. And he's locked in for a very long time. And it's just him. What does he do for entertainment? How does he get food and water? How does he escape? Does he escape? These are all things that play out over the course of an hour and 45 minutes as he slowly loses his mind. And it's so, so good.
1: Man, that sounds really cool. I mean, also because you can make that movie with many actors and nobody would care, but Willem Dafoe is... One like such an interesting actor that you want to see what he would do with it, and two, like you know, like this guy's so weird and intense. Like I would love to see what he could do with that. Yeah, I, I've, I've been me, uh, you're you and you and Nina's thumbs up on it, and also I heard Jupin talk about it too. I was like, ooh, I gotta watch this. I've been saving it uh, to to watch my husband, who's also a big Willem Dafoe fan. Uh, of course, I think. Uh
0: look, we both love him from Spider-Man. Though I liked him in things before Spider-Man, but yeah, he's he's a great actor. I'm also going to recommend a 2022 movie. Uh it's called Deep Water. It's an adaptation of one of my favorite Patricia Highsmith novels and it's directed by Adrian Lyne who did all of the best erotic thrillers. And it's an erotic thriller, but because it is a Patricia Highsmith uh, adaptation, it's full of like very cynical dark humor and ben affleck i've never liked him but i liked him in this i I think he's finally aged into me liking him as an actor
1: (laughs) that's good that i've liked him in things before there's others where it's just like you're sleepwalking through this movie and also he's I, i listened to a whole blank check recently where they talk about how ben affleck like aged up into being a jerk and stuff instead of like being he shouldn't be the leading man he should be a jerk like that's who he's best at playing so i i'm interested uh, that deep water sounds interesting too also like there's I've, I've been hearing a lot of talk about the return of erotic cinema
0: yes yes in fact like this movie has sex and nudity do you want to see the star of knives out with her top off you're going to see it What's okay, going to happen sure hey look i, I wasn't <laughs> asking for it but i was like sure uh, put this on my plate
1: yeah i think uh people it's it's a fun response to how sexless uh, most movies are now like nobody no character has sex in movies even like if you watch like The first Iron Man, like he's having casual sex at the start of that movie. And I'm like, that would never happen in a Marvel movie now, even comparatively.
0: Well, it is fun to see those weird, I think, hopefully in the minority takes where... Uh, these characters aren't consenting to me watching them have sex. Is this okay? Are we really okay with this?
1: That That's too much internet
0: right yeah. there. Yeah,
1: I agree.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Deep Water. it's kind of a slow burn, I will say. Uh, things take a while to get going, but I think it's really good, and the book is very good as well. And I'm happy that before in the past, like Europeans were the only ones to do adaptations of Highsmith stuff because all of her, her books were so twisted. But, uh, like, we did some of the Ripley novels, and those are pretty good. But now we're finally getting into her other work, which is great. And I I love her as a novelist. And, yes, TV. uh, I'm way in the past, so I'm not going to comment on this because it's like, uh, you've all seen this, so I don't need to talk about it. But I'm wrapping up the Dragon Ball TV series. Not Z, but the original series. And at this moment in time, in my viewing, Goku is fighting Piccolo Jr., or Ma Jr., as they call him, in this uh, arc
1: yeah i love that fight it is such a great fight also because the budokai tournaments each uh of the original pre-z are all my favorite storylines in those and this as a reader like it was so frustrating uh, i i haven't watched in full the the animated version but i read the comics like twice over and it was so frustrating every time that like Goku gets so close to winning the tournament, but he denies you it every time. He's like, well, if he wins a tournament, then isn't what's he got left to do? This makes him earn it so hard to finally, finally win the tournament. And that is why it kind of, in the comic anyway, it basically has like a farewell double page spread that it's like, well, Goku's story's over. Or is it? And it was his way of basically, Doriyama's way of saying it's sort of over now, and we've got we've got a new thing. They're happen. they're making
0: me write more. <laughs> yes, I don't have a choice in this. It's too popular. But yeah, having a lot of fun with that. Happy to finally see this, and then I'm moving on to Dragon Ball Z Kai, which I have on Blu-ray. Uh, although I only have the first two, and then I'm, now I'm learning like oh, they're out of print now. So it's either go to Pirate Town or buy them digitally. Dang, I yeah. didn't know
1: it was out of print. That sucks.
0: Well, they the the Blu-rays came out like literally over a decade ago. You
1: know, after you watch that uh, this Piccolo Junior arc. It's a good time to watch the Dragon Ball Super superhero movie because my favorite stuff in that movie are callbacks to that arc. Mm, They have have some really good it as a Piccolo Jr. fan. It uh, really delivers that movie superhero does. I I love that movie. Yeah.
0: And since I read Bob Odenkirk's autobiography and we did the Mr. Show episode, I'm in a Bob Odenkirk renaissance right now. And I'm like, boy, I love Bob Odenkirk and everything he does. So, uh, you know, I had a very long flight, a lot of travel. So I put some episodes of Better Call Saul on my uh, iPhone and I watched them. And I ended up watching the entire first season this month, uh, which I had seen before. But then I forgot the show existed. And then we started our Patreon. And then things got very busy. So all of Better Call Saul is over. But as of like April 18th, it's all on Netflix. So I'm going to keep going and watch the rest of it. And it's a great show.
1: I got to watch that show. I've been, um, you know, my husband and I are looking for a new hourly drama to watch. I think that'd be a good one because I really really enjoyed Breaking Bad uh of course there's bad fans to everything (laughs) and uh and (laughs) you know what Skyler's right guys give her a break but but anyway I it made me put off watching Better Call Saul now is the time to
0: do it. In the beginning, it might throw you off because it isn't like the Troy McClure line now, keep your eyes peeled because some of your favorite Breaking Bad characters might show up and say hi. <laughs> right. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, obviously Saul is is the main character, but Mike the Cleaner is another big character in the show.
1: I was turned off, though, by seeing that recent, uh, this has little to do with Better Call Saul, but that, that Pop Chips commercial with the de-aged uh, Better uh, Breaking Bad characters like that, that's a bummer to see. Just let him be 10 years older who cares I,
0: I don't think they de-aged them i think they used uh, technology to just change the props in different scenes and like uh, change the lines i don't okay. I as far as i know i don't think they shot new scenes
1: so it was instead manipulating old shots to and getting recorded audio from the actors yeah and then t- plugging it in the mouths or I maybe see.
0: even taking existing audio and using ai to make them say new things it's just like the fred astaire dancing with the vacuum cleaner thing but now we've advanced to that level i
1: see so it's creepy in a different way yeah go, okay (laughs)
0: it's uncanny though it's uncanny it looked like i thought it was a prank when i saw that this is a super bowl commercial in which it's a pop chips ad in which uh, pop chips are the substitute for meth in familiar breaking bad scenes
1: it's the blue crystal they make and it's them selling it to the the guy who really loves the ATA. I mean, it was funny to see that guy take the bite of the chips and be like, we're going to sell this shit everywhere. Like, or whatever the lines were. Look, it's been a long time since i seen Bad. You mean Back. Tuco? Yes, Tuco. Yeah. Hey, I, it's better than The Sopranos. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Hey, wait a minute. I stopped
0: watching The Sopranos. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. Huh. Uh, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll start The Sopranos again. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, Better Call Saul. Looking forward to watching the rest of that. And also, The New Beefs and Butthead started on Paramount Plus. Season two is out, it's going to roll out weekly. We talked a lot about it when we talked about Beaves and Butter Do the Universe. It is great. In season two, it started off in a very great way. So please watch it because I hope they make more. I, I'm i behind on that. I need to give it a watch too. <laughs> Other things. I went to fucking Wisconsin as the Supreme Court there flipped for uh, abortion. So that was fun. It's one of those things where I feel like I don't feel like we're in a bubble because unlike a lot of people, we're surrounded by all kinds of people and religions. And, you know, it's very diverse here. But we also have a lot of freedoms other people in other states don't. So when I'm in Wisconsin and the radio is on in the Uber, I'm like, oh, God, this is one of those states where you can't have an abortion. And that's a lot of states, to be fair. But I'm just not used to that. And then you feel like, oh, should I give the state my money and all these, all these conflicted feelings? But, yes, uh, good things for Wisconsin. But good things for me because I went to the Midwest Gaming Classic and I put on a Retronauts panel. It went great. The audience really loved it. I did it with Cole Ross and Gary Butterfield. Great guests on that panel. I'm running out of things to buy at those conventions because I don't really collect anything, but that's fine as well. And I saw a lot of Milwaukee. I ate many a cheese curd because everywhere you go, they serve fried cheese curds. I'm not a it, but I'm glad I don't live there because I would be 20 pounds heavier and I would need a second heart, perhaps a baboon <laughs> heart. <laughs> they do
1: look tasty in your photographs, yes, but... Uh, I'd my husband would be like if i was there my husband would be like marge in uh, the auto show <laughs> wishing it was never invented <laughs> are you a cheese man i mean i don't say no to cheese i i honestly have had to lighten up on cheese mm. a lot lately but yes no i love i mean uh yeah i love all the nachos i love if i if it's a burger or a cheeseburger i get cheeseburger for sure but yeah i don't And as far as, like, a cheese tasting plate, I won't say I'm not a fancy cheese connoisseur, Mm. no.
0: Okay, so we've discovered on a recent episode that you've never purchased nuts in your life. (laughs) Have you ever purchased a block of cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Though I am the lazy type of person who more often buys shredded cheese, pre-shredded cheese. Oh, I do too. Or, uh, you know, of course, as a kid growing up, the polio string cheese or the similar, like, I like to some string mozzarella cheese. And, of course... I'm a pizza connoisseur as well, so I'll have a good mozzarella. Okay,
0: so uh, Muzadel,
1: as they say in the soprano. <laughs> you
0: don't need to open your mind to the world of cheese yet.
1: No, no. I mean that's unhealthy enough that uh, <laughs> compared to <laughs> uh, compared to nuts. I did buy a bag of mixed nuts recently. Ooh, I, okay. I haven't opened them yet, but uh, look, uh, they seem all right. Stay, uh, what's wrong with the flavor? No, no. I I'll give them a shot. I, well, I'm being. Is
0: it like ashes in your mouth?
1: No, no. It's just okay. I'll say another reason. Uh, and listeners will hear all about this in our full <laughs> top knots episode next week, but of American Dad, but. I do think it's a little bit like a texture thing like I don't mm. like biting on nuts like they're just a little hard and I uh, you know I have teeth uh, <laughs> worries sometimes my teeth are good and strong they've been fixed up Well, unless but, you're
0: cracking walnuts open with your teeth I think you're okay
1: I know there's uh, you played the uh, did you play this uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake DLC the the Yuffie DLC uh,
0: yeah yeah there's a whole
1: thing about her having very tough nuts that break people's teeth when they bite on them and it's a running Gag that she says like, "Hey, want a free want a nut?" And somebody bites it. They're like, "God, it hurt my jaw." That's what scares me about nuts. When I was Uh, watching
0: every scene of that, I was like, "Ah, that—that's a video game." Look, I know. I'm just. That doesn't happen in real life.
1: uh, (laughs) uh, I'll give these nuts a shot. Okay, give give
0: it a good nut shot is what I say.
1: (laughs) But yeah, Milwaukee looked beautiful in your photographs.
0: Yes, Yes, Milwaukee's nice. We went to the... uh, Because I saw it name-checked on Red Letter Media's stuff, the Oriental Theater, a very nice old movie palace with like an Indian motif. Uh, Very beautiful. Out of all the old movie palaces I have visited, this one has been kept in the best shape. And if I lived in Milwaukee, I'd be there all the time. It's an amazing movie palace. uh, And everything is just so well-preserved. Like, they really care.
1: And as so many are closing around here in the Bay Area, it makes me more appreciative of movie palaces like that that are still around and not shut down
0: yeah i think it's because uh let's say not a lot of people are moving to milwaukee you know Uh, my airbnb was like 70 bucks a night holy shit uh so they're not looking to replace movie theaters with high rise condos
1: you know i just got a fucking thing in the mail uh saying that another building on my block got bought and will not be a business anymore and is getting turned into apartments as well like yeah it's uh there's it's just gonna be apartments for fucking students around here soon enough there's but, there'll be nothing to do, yeah, yeah, what are these students supposed to do i also side tangent yesterday when I went on my walk, it was like party day for the uh it was you know some big event going on in the college I live near the Berkeley college folks and i saw any kid anybody who is under 30 to me now looks like a child like i was looking at these college age students drinking and partying and playing ping pong like shirtless guys girls in bikini tops walking around drinking and i was like what are these children doing was my thought.
0: they're not even as old as american dad <laughs>
1: and i saw them drinking borgs which i only hmm. know about because of uh the sloppy boys podcast do you know what a borg is bob no
0: i don't know what a borg is well i know the star trek borg Uh, i'm I'm terrified of that uh
1: this is almost as scary so okay (laughs) uh this is partially it is a safety concern to give yourself a drink yourself so you're not going to be drinking out of a red a red cup a red solo cup that people are going to maybe dose you something with ah so you get yourself a uh white carton of water like as or sorry a clear water carton like a, a gallon jug of milk get that empty it out so you could fit 1 liter of vodka into it. <laughs> you pour that into the mix it with the water and then with like Mio or some other flavoring aid and then you write a, na- a fun comedy name on it of like uh, of, of that uses the word borg in it and you will go around the party the whole time take the cap off, take a sip, and you're just sipping on your Borg all night and you get wrecked because you are drinking a liter of vodka. You know,
0: that's just training to be an alcoholic because, you know, oh, I've just got my water bottle with me. It's just clear water. (laughs) See, and you're just chugging vodka all day in your office. Uh, So that was
1: why I if I hadn't listened to that Sloppy Boys podcast, I would have been confounded by walking by all of these students holding water jugs that had like Sharpie writing on it. But because I knew about it, I was like, wow, these kids are getting tore up. Up at noon on their borgs Well, wow, Borgs, yeah, eh? Yep, it's the new thing going hmm. around. Obviously, it's not made for people in their forties. Like you, we would be hurt by borgs
0: I had, a, I had a hangover after having a beer and a whiskey soda one night uh, because I'm getting older.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and then I went to the zoo in Milwaukee, which is also very nice because as a gift for like birthday or Valentine's Day, I believe I think it was Valentine's Day. My wife like had me adopt one of the pandas which is just like you make a donation uh and we saw the little panda cinder the red panda not the inferior greater pandas (laughs) i don't like them uh but yeah we saw the pandas just before they went into hiding you, you guys, have to get there early to see the pandas. You
1: guys are red panda freaks. We are. I love these red pandas.
0: Most of what we do all day when we're apart is send each other photos from our favorite Japanese red panda accounts. No. Yeah. That,
1: that is adorable.
0: And, okay, that's all my extracurricular activities, Henry. What about you?
1: Uh, well, for playing, I have been uh, chipping away at Pokemon and Marvel Snap. I uh, There's a man in Marvel Snap in June. They're bringing in four new spider character related cards because Spider Verse is coming out, and Ooh. I am so excited for you all. You have to these buy those, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna that cost like twenty bucks. Twenty so. bucks, well, for, for four cards, and it's like a season. Yeah, actually, yes, uh, but it's Wait. like a season pass unlock thing.
0: Is it included with your season pass? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I don't uh, know what the economy for these things is. I'm gonna pay. I,
1: oh yeah. Well, so I'm gonna pay fifteen bucks for the season pass, and they will unlock as I play the game and and uh, get up to level fifty.
0: Okay, yeah. because I. I only play Pikmin Bloom, and frankly, they're leaving money on the table. I don't feel like I'm being fleeced at all.
1: No, uh c- I, doing both at the same time, Snap and Pikmin Bloom. Pikmin Bloom really is like I don't have to spend a dollar on it. Uh, I, I I've spent maybe twenty dollars total on it for Marvel Snap. It's over a hundred at this point. I've spent in the year I've been playing, and I think Or it's not even a year yet, but close to it. But I do really like playing it. It's the most I, and you know, I don't like playing uh, online games against people, but Marvel Snap, I really do like it.
0: You know, most games are like that now when it comes to online, like you never hear words or see faces or get text. It's just like that other character is another person, but it doesn't matter that they are or not.
1: (laughs) They can send one of five emojis to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's all very
0: childproofed because like I I was playing, uh, I was actually playing Call of Duty with my friends. Uh, and that's still like you can hear voices and stuff. And we let some guy on our team because we killed the rest of his team. And it's literally like a seven year old. And my friend is like, why does this guy leave his mic on? And I'm like, he's seven years old. <laughs> that's why uh, he was born when Trump was in office.
1: Oh, my God, man. that has, Yeah. Actually, I walked. Also, it's more college talk. I was wearing my Steven Universe hoodie this morning and I walked by uh, a, a girl who like said, hey, nice hoodie. And. I looked at her and again, I'm thinking, you cannot be more than 20. And doing the math in my head, Steven Universe debuted a decade ago this <laughs> year, so she was frigging 10 when that show debuted, and I was an adult working at a, a video game. Did you website. feel like an old pervert? Uh, eh, a little. If I wasn't... <laughs> I do have the cover of like, hey, I'm a homosexual, so I can wear... Just be Steven like, uh, I worked on the show?
0: <laughs> yes. Don't ask any other questions.
1: Uh, uh, let me pull out my photo I have with, Steve, with, uh, with the creator of it. She <laughs> was on my podcast. She was on my podcast. More than once. Uh, Yeah, so... And then the other game I've been playing vladimir putin putin couldn't stop it advanced wars is out for the switch i uh we did an entire retronauts podcast about it a year ago and then we invaded the ukraine yeah that
0: was inconvenient
1: but it's finally out now if you liked classic advanced wars this uh so far i'm only like three hours in it is a quality remake. Uh, Way Forward is a really good developer. I think they are, I would have rathered Intelligent Systems make a new one, but if it's just going to be a remake and it's not going to be done internally in Nintendo, Way Forward is a great American developer that has the utmost respect for classic franchises like Advance Wars. And the music is still there i love the music i hear
0: in my head every day but it's probably it probably sounds a lot better because it's not through the hissy game boy Advance speakers that's yes it's, i assume that they remastered it with real instruments and stuff right it's it does sound like that okay.
1: yeah i and and also they have new animation for all the characters and then a, a slightly improved localization so yeah it's uh Advanced wars gets a thumbs up for me if you're looking for something to do with your switch before tears of the kingdom come out Give Advance Wars One and Two Boot Camp a a shot. I bought it too with the uh, that voucher program that nobody understands, but is really useful once you learn it.
0: Yes, because I paid hundred bucks for two vouchers, and I pre-ordered Pikmin Four and Tears of the Kingdom, so I got the one hundred and thirty dollars games for hundred bucks. That's basically yeah, it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I I did the same with Advance Wars and Tears of the Kingdom too. And then if I had wanted to buy, I mean, I'm going to get Pikmin Six, uh, Pikmin
0: you well, you'll get Pikmin six eventually. I, mean, I will. Well, yes. Will it come out before we're both dead?
1: <laughs> so I did this math on this, Bob. That I thought Pikmin three and four wasn't that far apart, right? It's a decade to the day, almost. Like it yeah. was July twenty thirteen and July twenty twenty three. I think
0: between Pikmin two and three, it was nine years. It's
1: actually less time than between three and four. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Obviously, those nine years felt shorter or longer to me than the last ten years, mm-hmm. but. Uh, so anyway yeah that's that's what i've been playing as for watching stuff i finished the new season of mando the the mandalorian is good is good definitely better than book of boba fett uh mm. but now that i know that they are making a movie that will be like the event movie that caps off all of these things now i'm just seeing all of the pieces being uh, set on the board and it's a lot of It's it's not just the little show it started out as
0: yeah, they we they just had the uh I think since our last talk to the audience they had the uh, announcements of all the different Star Wars things and yeah. I thought boy, you know, I'm glad I'm just kind of on the periphery because it seems like a lot of work to, to just keep up with this stuff.
1: Yeah, you have at least two shows a year you got to watch and uh they haven't put out a movie since episode 9 uh 4 years ago, but uh seemingly they are going to put out three movies. One of them is a Mandalorian universe movie set in that same frame. Another stars Daisy Ridley. She's coming back as Ray, and seemingly no one else is. It sounds like. I mean, if you look at her IMDb, she's not as busy as <laughs> the other stars of the the new trilogy. She
0: couldn't be as mean in the press. It sounds like as <laughs> no. uh, some other folks.
1: She, uh, yeah, I wish she had the John Boyega of like "fuck this" attitude, or the Oscar Isaac attitude of, well, if I want a whole bunch of money, I guess I'll come back. But right now, I don't want a whole bunch of money, uh, and so also i hate to endorse the hbo max app because it uh hbo max is only doing or max thank
0: you thank you
1: max is only doing dumb things and canceling shows i like but there are five new episodes of craig of the creek on there and the show's really good but it also makes me sad because i know it's been canceled like so there's an end date coming and it really sucks that all the cool people i know that worked on craig of the creek don't work on craig of the creek anymore. craig of the creek (laughs) Anymore,
0: Craig of the Creep is the Halloween theme series that was uh, going to be a spinoff,
1: <laughs> and then it got canceled by yes. Max. Uh, and as for movies, uh, me and Bob both saw Chop and Steel. We, if you listen to Auto Show, we were talking about it without having seen it. Now we've seen it and got to hang out with Nick and Joe in person. And Chop and Steel gets a thumbs up from us. It was it was really good.
0: Yeah, it's basically the story of uh, Nick Pruer and Joe Pickett of the Found Footage Festival. Who they are and how uh, basically a series of pranks escalated into a lawsuit. But ultimately the movie sells itself on being about a lawsuit. That's a minor part, but I was okay with that. It's kind of like a through line that is used to structure a story about what it's like to build your life around having a weird internet job.
1: It was was extra interesting to be me and Bob watching it together and, and afterwards saying like, Hey, that's us, isn't it? This is this is kind of similar to our lives, which we got to tell Nick and Joe in person. They were they were very nice. Nick Nick got us. Uh, he he shared his free drinks with us at the, the Alamo Draft. Yes,
0: we got free tickets, free drinks, and they were so nice to us. And they're great guests too. So great, great guys. Thank and you. we
1: got the frisbee fuckers frisbee. You caught it. Yeah. I, I
0: kind of like slapped it to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was a team effort. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also with movies, uh, I could talk a ton about them, but I've I've been doing a rewatch of Wes Anderson movies. I haven't watched him forever is that because we saw saw
0: the wizard and you loved how it was shot (laughs)
1: you know that that exacerbated it but it was the new trailer for asteroid city made me realize there's three now two Wes Anderson films I actually haven't watched so I was like you know what I I should watch him and I wanted to re. I broke out my Rushmore criterion collection I don't think I can watch Rushmore with like an un like a truly critical eye be anymore because I I watched it when I was literally the age of the main character in it, and it is the exact like gifted kid bullshit syndrome. That, that little love. snot boy, I'd like to punch him good. <laughs> he learns his lesson at the and he does get punched good if you watch you, the you, movie. You're right, yeah. yeah. I've, I only saw it once, uh, and also I finally watched that RRR movie.
0: Oh, Run Run Run! Run? No, <laughs> yes, no, that's what I watched last month. Uh,
1: no, no, the the Indian blockbuster and. Uh, I got to say, America's propaganda needs to catch the fuck up. Mm -hmm. We cannot match. It's uh, though. Yes, you do get the weird feeling of as an ignorant American to Indian history, you get the weird feeling of I'm watching propaganda, aren't I? Then I read multiple articles about like, yeah, this is them papering over this history or ignoring this muslim person who helped or even it yes there's is it is it problematic if you know anything about indian history seemingly so but is a fun action movie yes it's a whole lot of fun and america's got to catch up and yeah i also saw that dungeon dragon movie pretty good pretty good not great it's fine though i i liked it is good i i i wish that the place i saw it was selling that giant drink that nina had when she watched
0: uh, oh dnd sorry only in canada americans are not responsible to have three ounces of liquor in a mixed drink at the movies
1: <laughs> i i get it we we aren't we aren't so <laughs>
0: we take out our guns and shoot everyone in the theater
1: <laughs> so yeah the- that's uh most of the films i saw this month and soon i'll be watching isle of dogs uh oh. and look i gotta be a completionist. report back anderson. on that please i i'm curious and it's it's the only wes anderson film that's
0: on disney plus huh. also that's yeah. great <laughs> it's a fox movie that's why right
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. though fantastic mr fox should be on there too because it's also i mean it's literally a fox movie but it is
0: also a fox hmm, movie, makes you know? sense yeah. let's but, move on to uh questions in the comments We're talking simpsons the first episode of course is black widower and thad komarowski says uh to shock us all The Dean and Jerry reunion is a myth. They had several public appearances together beforehand. It just may have been the most widely seen one. Jerry Lewis's archivist, Bob Fermanic, gave a presentation about it at the MoMA. I was not there, Thad, but I'll take your word for it. But yeah, we were all lied to. Yeah, which it's again like
1: this was in real journalism things like i read it was uh in like hollywood reporter just treating it as like a fact of like yep they it i guess it's like they say in the man who shot liberty valance they want to print the legend they don't nobody wants to talk about the real history and i mean even you want to see the clips of jerry lewis on larry king saying like yep that was when we finally reunited and we had a good time and now I I should have counted on Thad knowing that it wasn't true and that they'd They'd been together many times. They were just doing it for the camera. And now
0: they're in hell for lying. That's how it works.
1: (laughs) And and other things. Yeah, lots of other
0: things. (laughs) All the secret murders.
1: Uh, Also on that episode, Michael Bentley says, regarding the discussion of the sex appeal of a young Frank Sinatra, some of it came from the early days as a crooner. These were singers who realized that electric microphones meant that you could sing in a quieter, more intimate manner than in the days before amplification. Sinatra's young female fans were likely first encountering his voice in a shockingly personal format, adding to his sex appeal. An earlier crooner, Rudy Valley claimed quote, claimed his sex appeal consisted of a phallic quality in his singing. This web 1.0 book excerpt has an overview of the whole phenomenon. And then he links to Roots of Rock is the the book there. So, or the reporting. So, yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah, I, the way Bentley talks about it, it sounds like that Frank Sinatra was one of the early ASMR
0: guys. Huh. <laughs> he came after the megaphone crooners.
1: <laughs> uh, well, add a machine, ad machine, all day long. That, but I didn't, I never thought of like, that's why they were literally called crooners because and that is how the parodies in Looney Tunes were animated of Sinatra. His mouth is like over the microphone, like holding
0: it like a woman.
1: Yes, yeah, and they and then the ladies all lay their eggs, as it
0: were. They certainly do. <laughs> uh, moving on to the frying game, uh boy, what an episode that was! And Bradford Baker says, a circling back to the Screamer Pillar, the quote unquote, maybe this species just wants to die out is, I think, a long-running take about pandas and their problems with mating in captivity and digesting food. After a certain previous episode, maybe it's good for the writers to take a break from pandas directly. And yeah, I saw a lot of that panda commentary around this time. Um, there's like a line in Fight Club, like, I want to put a bolt in the head of every panda who won't mate or whatever. People were just mad about pandas.
1: Yeah, we were. So, it was seen as a wasteful thing. Like, what? what isn't, what isn't wasteful in our society? Yeah, and I guess, actually, the... What Baker's talking about, the disgusting panda love scene, is also about how pandas in captivity often don't have sex and create more pandas. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I I suppose it was on the minds of the Simpson writers at the time.
0: I mean, if we're going to pretend that we own the world and we do uh, pretend, uh, we should at least, you know, keep things alive. Because don't look at how fast things are not being alive. uh, It'll scare you. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be one. Of, it'll be
1: like that scene in uh, *Smiling Friends* where a character says, "Like we're running out of helium in the world," and <laughs> the character looks it up. And is like that's that's for real. That's not a joke. That's really happening. And it's just it's one of those facts that makes you sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carlos Ramirez has a great point that I'm uh, neither of us can't thought of during the recording. Since Season 13 is in the era of needing to compete with the crassness of South Park and Family Guy, it's important to note that this episode seems like a complete ripoff of the Season 3, Episode 17, Family Guy, titled Brian Wallows and Peter's Swallows. In 2002, I actually got the two mixed up. In Family Guy, Peter grows a beard because he loves Grizzly Adams, and then it's thick enough an endangered bird makes his beard home and has three babies in it while an epa type tells him he can't get rid of them and in the same episode the other storyline features a dui arrested brian doing community service by doing meals on wheels and befriending a reclusive old lady with an interesting past <laughs> it is the same like and we did that for a what a cartoon many years ago now it's a good
0: family guy episode too a good uh early one
1: it has a great song in it but I can't believe when we were doing this one, I wasn't thinking, maybe that's another reason why I didn't like that frying game episode, because I had seen that family guy and was thinking, wait, this is similar to that family guy episode. Simpsons should not be making me think they are copying from Family Guy. It needs to be the other way around.
0: Obviously, there was no theft uh, because they aired like five months apart. So
1: Yeah. and Oh, and, and Peter's Swallows also has a great song in it, unlike this episode. Yeah, this one should have had music in it,
0: a mm-hmm. uh, sung song. Uh, let's move on to The Auto Show. And Drew Mackey says... Uh, Unless I am mistaken, the entity most associated with the lyrics to Spanish Flea that Homer sings is the Doodletown Pipers, which sound made up but are real. And in season eight, they get name checked as a band that Homer likes. Weird circularity of pop culture references here. And uh here is the quote from the mysterious voyage of Homer. Homer's looking at records. Look at these records. Jim Neighbors, Glenn Campbell, the Doodletown Pipers. Now look at her records. They stink. <laughs> they stink. I lo- and it's a great image. He like shoves her records to the side,
1: like, they stink. And God, that's such a good line. But I didn't yeah, you know, I the the artist I mentioned in the episode, that was the first one that came up when I was looking for the lyric version. But now I gotta look out this Doodletown Pipers version, which uh, that's just a funny It's funny to hear Homer say bad band names like Doodletown Pipers or Starland Vocal Band.
0: (laughs) We never saw that tattoo again.
1: Uh, Also on that episode, uh, comments on We On Me says... Kent Brockman's reference to riots at the premiere of Mozart's The Magic Flute is most likely referring to the riot at the premiere of Igor Stravinsky's ballet The Rite of Spring in 1913. The popular narrative is that the avant-garde style of the composition was so shocking that people in the audience exploded in rage at it, but this has likely been exaggerated by history. It's a line that always confuses me because it's such a specific thing to get wrong and I have to assume that Kent naming the wrong classical piece here is just a joke that doesn't really land. I think I saw somebody else say that it's like it's probably just that they didn't have Google and they misremembered the wrong one. In that, the room. that person
0: was me oh well, yes okay. that was me
1: hey i think this bob guy is right about
0: that i feel like if it was a joke it'd be bigger i feel this is just like people misremembering a fact when there wasn't an easy way to look it up which is which will happen in the future on the simpsons you know just like oh wasn't this thing i thing that happened but it turns out to be like an urban legend or something
1: you know comparatively uh for the, a lot more shows they had a good batting average for how many times they guessed at a memory of something uh, yeah without the internet to get help them yeah
0: uh moving on to what a cartoon movie chicken run and i will say that uh, i think that's why i was so uh unimpressed by the mario movie i just rewatched chicken run and it's so good it has a real script and characters and all the stuff you want in a movie all the movie parts are here it's a perfectly
1: plotted film compared to mario which is like a plot by committee kind of film Well, my
0: baby sucked on his fist and he loved that whole movie <laughs> i'm sorry parents we love you uh adam e says I'm enjoying the discussion on the UK itself, as it's always funny how often I hear Americans refer to the UK as simply England. While most of the time it's not untrue, since they probably are from England, there could be baggage from that. Uh, The full title of the UK is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland... Even though I'm from London slash England, I personally prefer to refer myself as British because, in my experience, there is often a hint of nationalism when people are loud about referring to themselves as English as opposed to British, especially in recent years. Though having not lived there for the past six years now, I don't know if it makes much sense these days. Um, yeah, I it's still in my head, even with this clarification, I'll just think, is it is it UK, is it Britain, or is it England? And then when I think of someone from there, I'm like, are you British or are you English? I still will mix it up, but I appreciate the clarification.
1: No, I've had I've had Welsh and Scots people tell me, like, hey, it's not, I'm not English, I'm British. Like, I, I I also, and I worked with British people for years and still, I mean, I also had antipathy towards them, so it's like, well, how is this Wales bullshit? How many countries <laughs> you got in this damn country? I would I would joke to them and mean it because I didn't like them, but, um,
0: you know, I... Hey, they're doing and, uh, better than us, even with Brexit.
1: You know, i don't know they, they're like worse than us in some way when yeah. they
0: lose their health insurance then we can say they're on our level
1: all right fine yeah no uh, well that's why it always surprises me when england like does something that's more closed-minded than america like usually with trans stuff that i'm just like that we're catching up sadly it really sucks but it makes me go like i thought you guys are supposed to be better than us what the fuck is this shit but also they're just sad they're just sad they're like number three now. Like they they want to act like America's equal. We're not even China's equal anymore. They wanna act like they're America's equal and they're number one. And it's like, no, you're like our little dog. Like yeah. And <laughs> hey, I'm uh, happy with
0: uh, whatever Canada, whatever their rank is. <laughs> they're in a different competition entirely
1: you know by being in north america i feel like they're ahead of england but uh, then again they do have to uh you're gonna have to uh, swear to king charles eventually There, uh... <laughs> if you take a government job i suppose you would yeah it, i just watched a great clip of uh, ro- uh robert smith of the cure talking about how much he hates the the fucking uh um, royals and how he never would take e- any honor from them he said I've done more than they've ever done. Who, who are they to call me a fucking sir? Fuck them. Well, I, um, I
0: won't use paper money, and I don't want to look at those people on, no. on my Canadian money.
1: I didn't use a single bit of... Not, I, I paid with a card everywhere when I was in Vancouver. I didn't see one loony or toony. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, also on that episode, speaking of English things, uh, Lan- Yancey Sr. says... "There, I ju- Actually, I just did. I said English instead of British. Speaking about British things, Yancey Sr. says... I hate to be that guy, but Mr. Tweedy and Wallace do not have the same accent. Wallace is from Mount Lancashire, and Mr. Tweedy is from Yorkshire, two counties with a long standing rivalry. Hence why Gromit throws the bomb over the Yorkshire border in Loaf and Death. Thank so, you. So that's why the evil Mr. Tweety is a Yorkshire man instead of a sweet, nice Lancashire man uh, like Wallace. The I vile
0: say. Yorkshires. <laughs> uh, now we're learning. Uh, moving on to What a Cartoon. Uh, the episode in April was Mr. Show with Bob and David in Maruchan Sub Says. and I have to assume this is the account that subs the Maruchan doing, anime. Doing
1: great job. Yeah. I just saw they posted another classic they, they uh, subtitled that obviously don't get to be on youtube
0: anymore but Mm. you can find them it's easy uh so they say after a spotty history of making people watch mr show sketches and getting lukewarm reactions at best i tried showing off the Fairsley sketch a few years ago at a party thinking it was a slam dunk i was instead greeted with righteous fury from a woman in her mid-20s about the horrible injustices on display and how there was nothing funny about the misery being inflicted on that poor man by a cruel and abusive competitor but she did chuckle at the cock ring warehouse commercial. However, so <laughs> hey, any cockle do? That's what he says. Yeah, that's what Bill Odenkirk says. The man with a PhD in a chicken outfit. The
1: uh, the, the list of uh, of all of the different cock rings. And again, I I was the dumb kid uh, teen with my friends saying so like, "But what's a cock ring for?" Like, I did not understand what a cock ring was for. <laughs> did and, they? Uh, at least a couple did. Uh-huh. I would say of our group of six. I think two had had sex at that point. I see. Yes. <laughs> you know, no one's making cock ring jokes anymore. And they must still be getting used, right? I'm, I'm, you're
0: asking the wrong guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, in general, yes. <laughs> look, I, they're not in my repertoire. Uh, we're, we're saying <laughs> too much. <laughs> Sorry, but but anyway- it it I understand how somebody watching the Fairsley sketch will just think it's too mean or you're just laughing at someone's misery, but it I it as we said on the episode, I love that a dark, dark sketch. And uh oh and James Babo says on the same podcast. Back in the nineties, if you hung out in the lower east side of New York City, especially in the horseshoe bar on Seventh Avenue B, famous for the attempted murder scene of Frank Pentangeli in Godfather Two. You can meet alt comedy performers. My friends and I drank and smoked weed with members of the state often. That's how we found out about a new live alt show starting that week called Stella. At the first performance there were more people on stage than in the audience. Later when the word got out, it became standing room only. I spilled my scotch down the back of a wasted Ben Stiller and he didn't notice, but I digress. A quick aside, I'm very jealous this person got to see Stella's like first earliest performances. Uh, continuing one night at the Horseshoe Bar 98 or 99 I spied David Cross sitting with Laura Keitlinger being on a being a pushy rude fan I pulled up a chair asked a bunch of Mr. Show questions and got autographs Dave wrote, I love you. Laura wrote, David can't possibly love you more than me. Because the state guys were so friendly, I didn't get the hint that they didn't want me around. Clearly, David and Laura were on a date. In retrospect, it was very rude to sit with them, but if they had asked me to leave, I would have done so gladly. Instead, David got increasingly angry and motioned Laura not to speak. He ignored me until I left. Which hey, We've all not followed uh, social cues when meeting famous people.
0: I guess the closest I came to that, and I don't think I broke any like social boundaries but uh, I just had seen it was uh, it was uh, Michael Showalter and Michael Ian Black not doing Stella although I did see them do Stella later it was just them doing different acts on stage and it went over very well the audience loved it but when the show ended they were incredibly like sullen and I wanted them to sign my copy of Stella the DVD and they barely like even looked at me or looked at the DVD I just have like messy scrolls on my DVD to this day just like Aww. not even looking just like scribbling on it and giving it back to me
1: man why were they so sad if it went so well why were they sad well I, you know. I,
0: I've turned against Michael Lee Black these days
1: well that's true maybe he got a bad email from from his best friend Megan uh, McCain? McCain is yeah. he Has he still been hacked is he still hacked and he mm. can't come back I haven't looked at, I mean I unfollowed him a long time ago it's sad because MI b was one of my first twitter follows and now uh i mean it really was bernie sanders like that's why the the 2016 campaign of bernie sanders was when i unfollowed him because he just was too insufferable
0: uh yes he got his account back thank god well he he was one of the first person i thought people i followed he's like one of the first guys on twitter period
1: he had funny tweets back in the day and uh, then you could and you still get those fun moments on twitter you know obviously twitter It's a touchy subject. We're in the blue check era right now, but i just saw a fun thing that i followed that account uh mr imamura the retired nintendo artist he had such a fun tweet uh and i'm basing this on google translate on his tweet but i would trust it he was talking about how he did the original uh in-game art for so much of donkey kong 1994 for the game boy and he was sharing like even the super game boy uh, uh image the arcade fake arcade cabinet and I was like, man, this
0: is what Twitter is
1: for. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I consulted that account a lot when um, I was doing my Star Fox episodes of Retronauts last year.
1: It was a great follow, and I and. All the other listeners of that episode appreciate you, Bob, alerting us of of Mr. Imamura.
0: Moving on to Talking Futurama, Bender should not be allowed on television, and Joe Hodgson says, as a former punk rocker, I was really tickled to hear TV Party and Futurama and the parody at the end, even though Black Flag wasn't one of my go-to bands. I mostly knew them as a result of being really into the Misfits, and there's a lot of overlap between those two bands and fan bases. TV Party was also the only Black Flag music video I ever saw on MTV. I seem to recall some of my friends who are more into black flag somewhat turning up their nose at tv party as a result because if anything from our little isolated world of punk rock threatens to even approach mainstream we were conditioned to not like it
1: yeah no i mean getting a music video and also that the song has the potential at crossover appeal because it's kind of uh like catchy and could be a little novelty i could see why definitely that's the worst thing if you want to be seen as a real punk band which black flag definitely wanted to be i think
0: to date still it's the only black flag song i know this TV party.
1: You know, it's, uh, if, if, if I were to pull up a, a playlist, maybe I'd recognize a well, couple Well, that's cheating. Times. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I, I were <laughs> to read a list of songs, then <laughs> well, I could name some songs. Maybe if I listen to them, I'd be like, oh, wait, I do know this song. But nope, nothing else coming to mind right now. We're, I, I'm, a poser. I'm when, a poser. When
0: people say, you haven't heard Blank, my response is, you know how many songs there are? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you haven't read these books, have you? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, Bob has read many books I haven't read.
1: Uh, also on that episode, Andrew Giacchetti says... Maybe it's my age, just being a bit younger, but I've never found the Dwight and Cubert episodes to be all that bad. This is easily the best one and honestly a favorite and oft-quoted of mine, but admittedly it's all 100% because of Bender, Calculon, and the TV executives. The Execubots came back in Comedy Central's run, and hopefully the Hulu run has them make an appearance. I will throw my TV into the street with disgust if there is no Tinny Tim. I'd be sad to see no Tinny Tim in the new season as well, which... I think I read somewhere that like it'll be this summer uh, debut.
0: As of this recording, uh, we're in uh, we're on April twenty third right now in our timeline. Uh, yeah, there's hubbub online that the new season could start in July on Hulu. Mm, then they'd have to reveal it pretty soon. Well, you know, in May Comic Con. Oh, of course, right? yeah.
1: Well, that'd be early. Early June is Comic-Con or mid-ish June, so they could definitely be like, here's the debut of Comic-Con, and it's on Hulu now. Mm. I, I could definitely see that. They love Comic-Con. They really Futurama. do. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. Moving on to uh, Talking of the Hill, Peggy Pageant Fever, and I yank this from the community tab on Patreon. Yes, there's a secret tab with all these messages on it you might not know about, but this is from that tab, and Yancey Sr. says, cotton-style surgery does exist. I found out recently a type of surgery where the lower leg is amputated, but the foot is attached to the knee. It's a little bit different to how Cotton has it, though, as the foot is actually attached facing backwards. Why, you may be wondering? Well, it's for prosthetics. The foot goes into a false leg, and I guess it makes it more mobile or comfy? It's called a rotation plasty. Pretty amazing. So... Uh, I guess to sum up here he's saying your uh your lower leg is amputated, your feet are attached backwards to your uh where your knee is in order to for prosthetics to fit better
1: I see wow, and then they'd move better the up op- that's interesting, man so you still wouldn't be walking in the cotton style no but that's uh, that is interesting i you know that reminds me of one wrestling thing i'll say i saw this month too which was a uh, a great match that a great ladder match that ended with a horrible injury that i it was one of those ones where there's no blood there's no like bone sticking out but you see a move done and then i notice that guy's foot is turned the opposite mm. way. Like it's a 180 on his foot. And I I, I hope Dante Martin, uh, all the best in his recovery. He's a young guy, so hopefully his... All these guys are getting hurt. The, I, Dan I, Housen's getting hurt. It's a dangerous job. It's a dangerous... Yeah, Dan Housen, he's uh, still recovering. If you're listening, Dan Housen, we wish you all the best. Get well soon, buddy. Same to Dante Martin. And the final comment we have this month is from Echo Cimarron, who says on that king of the hill episode the comment about kids whose parents share all their photos online reminded me that the kid from the bad luck brian meme recently starred in a car insurance commercial for the general so at least he got something out of the internet saying he looks like a dork all those years yeah the the bad luck uh brian meme i I totally forgot about that one. I me think, too. Yeah. Me too. Because
0: went, <laughs> it's it's just an image. It's like it's like one of the uh, advice animal style like meme images. Which now that's like from the early 2010s. I want to say maybe it is late aughts. Hell, yeah, yeah. It's, it's whatever Elon Musk is posting.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. And when I think my first thought of like bad luck, Brian. I was like, wait, is that the. Is that the the opposite of the dude who's smoking uh the feels good? No, that feels good man is Pepe, but the guy with the the blunt in his mouth who and it's like everything works out for him kind of guy, but, mm. but look, I am now I'm sounding very old. As old as Elon Musk. Uh but that I'm glad that kid uh that who's now an adult uh, got got at least a little paycheck from the general, which the general is I love how cheap it is. I hope the general never like <laughs> looks better as a CGI. Ca- if you don't know out there the general is a car insurance guy who is extremely cheap and bad CGI, and that's kind of what I love about him.
0: You know, I was looking at, like, another meme kid and what happened to him. He doesn't have a uh, a ad deal, but I was like, what happened to the I Like Turtles kid? Do you know the I Like Turtles kid? I do know of him, yeah, Okay, yeah. Yeah, in case you don't know, listeners, uh, it's a kid on local TV. He's at some, like, fair or something. He's, he's painted up like a zombie, and the reporter puts the mic in his face, and all he says is, I Like Turtles! <laughs> and that's it uh but he's doing well and he's i'm sure he still likes turtles but he's not a you know with with shaquille o'neal in a general ad
1: that's a good uh that's good to know i i only know it because there's a pro wrestler named darby allen who looks like that kid and has face paint on it like he he's a thin very thin guy with blonde hair and paints his face, and uh, his enemies have sometimes called him the "I Like Turtles" kid. So, yeah. uh,
0: apparently, this guy still likes turtles a lot. So you know, he he stayed too true to his roots, I guess. Turtles are great. Yeah,
1: they're they. You know, I I'm scared of being bitten by one, but they seem pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just
0: don't pick them up because they're covered in disease, like most wild animals. Oh
1: yes, don't do that. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode. Of Talk to the audience, folks. Uh, it's going to be a very very busy month. In May on the Patreon because we've got Talking to the Hill, Talking Futurama, Blah Blah Batman, and also Toy Story 4 for everybody that's a patron at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. And I am currently uh, mostly my wife because she's doing all the work uh, looking for a place to live in Vancouver. Uh, and uh, it's a it's very busy times for me. So uh, thanks for keeping on the Patreon. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I, another thing we're going to be doing this month and we'll do it to promote our pals we Hate Movies is coming to uh, California this month, and if you want to see them on May 18th, maybe you'll be in the same audience as us yes. in San Francisco see at, at
0: Cobb's Comedy Club. I've been there before. I think I saw, I think I saw what is Kids You Know there perform.
1: Yeah, hey, I was in that same audience. Did they do the? They did the Lincoln sketch there, right? Uh, uh, yes, yep. it's the
0: perfect place to do it. <laughs> That's why it works a lot better. When I saw it live, I was like, oh, that works a lot better live. And I, uh. I understand <laughs> it now. But But. yes, uh, thanks for listening, folks. See you again next time for another episode of Talk to the Audience. Take care. Wow. Infotainment.